Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for the 2022 standalone, not DCEU, which we knew, uh, standalone reboot 2022 version directed by one Matt Reeves starring Robert Pattinson and a lot of other cool people as well. I'm your host Matthew and let's get into my spoiler free thoughts on the 2022 reboot of the batman uh so if you haven't seen the batman you don't need to worry about anything yet i will tell you later when i'm going to get into spoilers but i'll give you a clear warning um so i've landed on a don't skip rating for this just in case you're not familiar with entertainment talks rating system we've got well for things that you watch we've got must see don't skip possible skip and then skip so it's a four rating system Obviously, with games, it's must-play, not must-see, because you play video games. Anyway, uh, I landed on a don't skip for this. I'm going to give this... If I'm going to give this a numbered score, which I guess I am, I would probably give this about an 8 out of 10. Um, And if you were to ask me just the general question, did I like the Batman? Yeah, just about. I, I just about liked it. Um, It just about tips over the edge of me liking it i didn't love this film um i thought it had some problems that i will get into it had a lot of things that i like as well this is much more of a because i feel like the the ultimate question did you like it or not you have to really say yes or no um instead of just kind of um so yeah i, I will land on a yes in terms of i liked it um, I wasn't like blown away by this film. I thought uh, after what I mean, I've had several hours to think about this film because I had to go to work and whatnot in between watching the film and then recording this review and doing some other things. So I've had a lot of time to think about this film, and obviously there's a lot to digest because it is a two fifty-five, two hour fifty-five minute film, roughly. It's about that long, anyway. Um. I had lots of, uh, a lot of time to think about it and um, lots of things to think about, which is which is good. I still would have been able to do a podcast basically straight away, but there we go. Uh, let me get into my negatives first. Let's kind of get them out of the way, I suppose, and then get into things I liked. Uh, my biggest problem with this film is that it's too long. Because this was something I also thought about when I was at work. Because I was thinking about like other comic book films that are similar length and how good those are. You've got, I think it's The Dark Knight Rises is quite a long film, isn't it? That's like 240, 250, I think. Um, most comic book films are like two, two and a half hours, roughly. But Avengers Endgame is almost three hours long. And somehow this film is three hours long. Now, if I'm to break down the sections of the film that I did and didn't like... I really, really enjoyed the first half an hour. I mean, I can't, like, properly judge the time. I can just give an estimate because there's no... You don't really have a sense of time in the cinema. Um, I liked roughly the first half an hour. Then I thought the next hour or so was really slow and really grinded things to a halt. And then the next hour and a half, I guess, after that... Because, yeah, you'd have... An hour, so yeah, half an hour, then the next hour, so an hour and a half. So an hour and a half into the thing, into the film, I liked half an hour of it and didn't like the next hour. So then you've got an hour and a half left, and I liked the 
rest of the film basically from then but I really really liked the last half an hour so it's a bit of like a weird one where it's sort of I liked the first half an hour then it really slowed down for about an hour then the next hour I thought was quite good picked things up again certainly and then the last half an hour so I guess the final third or whatever however you'd call that I really liked um, so that's my kind of time breakdown of, of, of this film. Um, but yeah, it's got some pacing issues, not even necessarily in the middle, just, just after the start of the film, it's got some pacing issues, I would say. Um, yeah, which, which really doesn't help this. There's probably an hour's worth of this film that you could edit slash cut, um and you'd have a much better you'd have a much better paced version of the same film um now i understand cuz within that hour that that hour that i didn't like there's a lot of detective work going on this is a very 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 detective driven film now i haven't seen like all the batman animated films so i can't speak to all those but we've never had a live action batman film like this before um, and I'll give it credit for being different, trying something different. Even though I think the general formula of Batman fights a bad guy isn't isn't worn out on me at all. Because the last one that we had that was a solo Batman film was, what, 2012? Because Ben Affleck never had a solo Batman film. So it's been uh, 10 years since we've had a solo Batman film. So even though there's the common kind of complaint of like, oh, Spider-Man's rebooted again. Oh, Batman's rebooted again. Oh, Superman's rebooted again. Um, It's sort of like, yeah, that's true. Obviously, we've had a lot of Batman at this point. But yeah, this film goes for something different, which which is more of a detective-driven stuff. I think for the general audiences who are like, oh, new Batman film. I'll go and check that out because, you know, a, a, a new Batman film coming out is a pretty big event. It's a pretty big talking point. And I imagine there'll be a few people that go back to school slash work slash college, whatever, on Monday. It's like, oh, see a new Batman film over the weekend? And then they'll have a discussion about it probably. You know, Batman's one of the biggest characters in the world. Um, And I think those who aren't quite aware that this is going to be detective driven will be surprised slash possibly disappointed. Now... I liked because the dete- the detective specific scenes are splashed in different parts of this film, and I thought that the start of it because it does take up a huge chunk of the film, the detective stuff, but it sort of stop start stop start depending on the scenes, which is understandable. Um, sometimes I thought it was way too slow. The detective scenes. And it's cool that you get like... I think music plays a really great part in this film. Like certain music cues and, and those sorts of things. Those played out really well in the te- in the detective scenes. But some of it is just a bit too slow. And a bit too sort of... Ooh, what's going on kind of thing. Um... And I appreciated seeing a different angle to Batman. I don't really care about the detective side of Batman. I'll be completely honest. I mean, you've had some elements of that in the games, which is it's easier to do that in a game because you're literally you're doing that as the player. You're interacting with 
the game itself so you are doing the detective stuff as opposed to watching Batman very slowly do it. But that was one of my least favourite aspects of the film was the detective stuff. There was parts of it I still enjoyed but I didn't enjoy enough of it to say that I liked it because I, I didn't really kind of get on with it. I understood, you know, World's Greatest Detective. Sure, I, I was, I, I knew it was going to be a big part of this film. It's just too slow at certain points. Um, and I understand, you know, they have to be careful. They're dealing with a serial killer. You've got to be thorough and all that kind of thing. It's just, that element is just too slow at certain points. And that is that contributes to the pacing problem of this film. It's also, it because the pacing issue I've mentioned a few times now is, is not only because the film is slow at certain points. It's also just too long. So you've got both of those elements going on. Because when you've got a piece of media that's slow, it's a case of judging, did you use the time that you've got well enough? In this case, I don't think that they did. And the content that you've actually got, which is in there, is the the pacing of it good? And that wasn't that wasn't good either. So I think that I think that aspect of this film really, really lets it down a lot. Not the detective-specific stuff, but the pacing of that and the rest of the film combined really lets this film down quite a lot because if you speed some of that up a little bit and probably make this film an hour shorter it would have been a lot better and I probably would have come away with like a nine and a must see um so yeah those are some of my general thoughts and stuff those are some of my uh negative thoughts and and whatnot um so yeah that was kind of the the general stuff let's go on let's go on to the um the cast um, so let's go through with obviously you've got uh Robert Pattinson as Batman um slash Bruce Wayne. I thought it was a very very good Batman. I still prefer Ben Affleck's Batman. I don't think he was great as as Bruce Wayne because I I didn't quite feel like I was watching Bruce Wayne. Um, and this thing has happened to me twice in in two weeks now. Where last week, obviously, I went to see Uncharted, and I didn't feel like I was watching Nathan Drake or Sully, and because of the issues with that film, and I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to do this young, gothic, damaged Bruce Wayne, but it's, it just didn't connect as, it's like, okay, yeah, rich billionaire, playboy, whatever type of thing, he's damaged, yes, we get that. But I didn't feel like I was watching Bruce Wayne specifically. Um, and maybe that's something for Robert to work on slightly. I, I don't know if that was a Robert Pattinson problem specifically or the characterization or the writing. Something just didn't quite work with that. But <clears throat> him as um, Batman, I thought he was great as Batman. I I didn't have any doubts about his ability as Batman. I had some doubts slightly about his ability as, as Bruce Wayne though because those are two different kind of elements and obviously they say you know um Bruce Wayne is the mask and not Batman or you know whatever um so you've got that aspect as well uh I just I guess it's and this is a bit more of a current DC specific problem we're gonna see three people playing Batman this year um because obviously uh, Ben's is going to make a cameo or whatever and Michael Keaton's is going to be they're both going to be in the flash in some way shape or form and obviously we just got this completely disconnected reboot with Robert 
So I think that's going to throw some people off. Because going from an in his prime. You know in like Snyder Cut and stuff like that. In his prime Batman. To this was a bit of a weird transition. I thought like going backwards. Um, so that was that was kind of kind of weird. Because what we're going to end up doing now. Is you've gone from Ben, ben Affleck. Who's like an in his prime established Batman. Who's got all of his stuff. To a year two Batman. With Robert's Batman. And then going back to not only the in his prime Batman. But like an almost retired one with Michael Keaton. So I think that just plays a part in the unsettled nature of what DC is doing with Batman right now. Um, And I don't quite know how we ended up in that situation. But yeah overall not the greatest of Bruce Wayne's. um, But I thought he he was pretty good as Batman. I just still prefer and think that Ben's Batman is uh, is better. Um Jeffrey Wright is uh Jim Gordon I thought was fantastic. I had no real doubts about that role. Seeing him on screen with with Batman was great. Um because obviously they have seen lots of scenes together and stuff which was cool. So he worked out pretty good. I'll leave I'll leave the best one till last. I think you all know who I'm going to say is the is the best one. Uh Paul Dano as Riddler. Very, very good. Very different kind of darker sort of take on the character. Um, my previous preferred favourite Riddler was Jim Carrey's. I really like how that character is portrayed in Batman Forever. Did a review of Batman Forever if you want to check that out. He also plays really well with Tommy Lee Jones's Two-Face. So that was good. Um, obviously you've got completely a different thing with, with this Riddler. Like he's a dark serial killer. Like, you know type of character which obviously fits in the tone of what this film's trying to do um it was great it, it was really really good quite chilling at certain points um but no I, I thought he was i thought he was pretty good yeah uh also if you've got, you've got andy circus as alfred i didn't think he really worked as alfred um there's three combined problems with that which is i didn't quite buy andy circus as alfred himself i don't quite I didn't quite get a grasp on that character. I don't think his scenes with Bruce, you know, in the Batcave and whatnot, are very good. They're not great. And that connects back to Robert's um, Bruce Wayne not being great. So I thought that was one of the weaker parts of the film. And that should be one of the stronger parts of the film because that relationship is very, very special um, between, you know, Alfred because he he know Alfred's the only one that he kind of knows he can trust because he's not sure obviously if he can trust Jim Gordon because there's obviously police corruption and whatnot. You're not sure if you can trust Catwoman because obviously she's a burglar. Um, so I, I just I feel like they missed the mark with with the Alfred relationship, which is a very very important one for the character of Batman. So I felt like that was a bit of a missed opportunity. Uh, well, so have you got uh, Colin Farrell? Is it Farrell? Yeah, as um. Penguin, uh, great job on the prosthetics. Here's my problem with Penguin, is I've never liked the character. Name me any iteration of the character of Penguin, and I just don't like the character of Penguin. If you're talking about, like, street-level villains for Batman, obviously Joker's basically always the best one. But I don't mind Riddler at certain points. Like I just said, I like the Jim Carrey version. I've never been a fan of Penguin. And I went into this, you know, with an open mind, thinking, okay, which of the cast is going to stand out in which roles and 
how's that going to kind of all go I spoke about my expectations for each of them in the preview podcast I did uh, Colin Farrell didn't manage to change my mind on on, Pe- on Penguin and it's my same problem with the Danny DeVito version which is those two actors in the role so Danny DeVito's Penguin and Colin Farrell's Penguin they do a good job in the role I just don't like either version of the Penguin because I don't like any version of the Penguin because I don't like the Penguin. But I I went into this thinking, okay, Colin Farrell, you know, they're doing some good, interesting stuff with the prosthetics here. He's a pretty good actor. And can he change my mind on my perception of Penguin? And he didn't manage to do that. That's not necessarily his fault. I obviously had a personal preference as to which Batman villains I like and don't like. And he just didn't manage to change my mind on, on Penguin. I thought he was a very good penguin, but I just, like, if if I never see the penguin again in, in Batman film, I don't really know that I'll care, really, because there's other, like, isn't, isn't it time for Mr. Freeze to come back? Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, yeah, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, in the, the old film, it's time to bring Mr. Freeze back, I think, um, yeah, and... He, like a dark Mr. Freeze in this type of world with all the ice stuff going on. Um, that would be pretty cool. I, I, I'd be interested to see what Matt Reeves could do with that. I think that would be great. Obviously not with Arnold. Obviously with somebody new. But um, there you go. Uh, who else have you got? Um, I can't remember the guy's name. But Car- Carmine Falcone. <laughs> Didn't care about him at all. <laughs> I actually forgot he was in this film before he appeared um yeah again it's my it's my issue with like the mob boss level characters and <clears throat> i think that character was in gotham as well i'm pretty sure didn't care about that character either um yeah just no nah, didn't didn't the actor did a good job again i thought but i didn't care at all about that character so i care less about carmine falcone than i do about penguin uh, again, that's a bit of a preference thing, but is it John Deturo or whatever his name is? I think it's John Deturo. He's in um, Severance at the moment. Great TV show on Apple uh, TV Plus at the moment. Um, just no, just I just don't care about the character really. So, but interesting addition nonetheless. I think that's everybody, uh, apart from the one that I want to leave till the end. Who's my favourite? Um, yes. So the one that stole the show for me, who I predicted was still the show. Is Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Um, I thought she was phenomenal in this role. And I know I'm saying that without any surprise in my voice. Because I'm not surprised. I'm not. I, I didn't sort of come away from this film and go. Oh my god. She's really really good as Catwoman. Even though I thought she was fantastic as Catwoman. Because I kind of expected her to be. And I'm just not surprised that she was. And in certain scenes she exceeded my expectations. In most of the scenes that she's in I was like. Yep, this is basically the great performance as this character that I I came to expect. Um, she is, I think, the best Catwoman that we've had. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's one's pretty good. I've got some respect for that particular casting choice. I really like um, Cameron B- Bikendovia, I think her name is. The one from uh, Gotham. Uh, she was really, really good. Obviously a bit of a prototype-ish you know, Gotham version of, of that character, but she was one of my favourites as well. Um but I think Zoe's gonna go down as my at the moment favourite and best Catwoman. 
because uh, Anne Hathaway, nobody really remembers that performance, uh, unfortunately. That was in what Dark Knight Rises. Um, then you've got uh, what's her name, um, Halle Berry, who did the solo Catwoman film, which I don't remember a ton of, but I don't remember it being as bad as what everybody else says. So there you go. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on most of the uh, casting choices. Um, but overall, just to round off my spoiler-free thoughts after 20 minutes or so, um, I liked the film, just about. I, If this is going to end up being a trilogy, I'm in on the second and third film. Um, I think they, I think overall they did a really, really good job with this. Um, I thought, I thought, yeah, just good. Um, good job with, with this. It's just going to be interesting to see... Again, going from this back to <laughs> back to Ben and Michael, then back to um, actually, there's going to be four changes because I'm just trying to right. So we've just had Zack Snyder's Justice League, Ben Affleck's Batman, the Batman Robert Pattinson. So going from an in his prime Batman to a year two up and coming Batman, then going back to both the retirement ish Michael Keaton Batman. And the in his prime Ben Affleck Batman back to depends if Batgirl comes out or Batman the Batman Two comes out first. Let's say the Batman Two comes out after that. Um, actually, no, it'd probably be Batgirl because I think that's filming right now, and obviously this film's just come out. So then you'd go from yeah a in in the Flash film you'd go to the retired ish age Michael Keaton Batman. I think Michael Keaton's like 70 or something. And the Ben Affleck Batman, who's like 30, 40-ish years old. And then you'd go to a Batgirl film, which is also separate with a new Batgirl, which I'm looking forward to seeing what Leslie Grace can do. And a cameo-ish, whatever they're doing, Michael Keaton Batman, who's the older version, back to the year two, not quite in his prime, but getting slightly older Batman... And then to whatever else they're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be an interesting transition, I think, certainly. So, uh, but there we go. That's my spoiler-free thoughts on things. Uh, I don't have... Um, oh, just the, the other thing I wanted to comment on as well. Something I was very surprised by. You know, I went into this film thinking, okay, gritty, grounded, dark, um, realistic Batman. And that's what we got. We Obviously, we got a very gritty, grounded, realistic, dark Batman. Now, some of the comments that I've seen since, I think the reactions to this film started coming out on Tuesday. Obviously, it's Friday now. And I kept hearing from loads of people, this film's really dark. This film's really brutal. And I was like, cool, bring it on. Batman is a very dark character. I didn't think this film was dark at all. Um, Maybe my dark sensitivity or my sensibility towards dark content is um different to other people's but the way the way the specific way i heard of like oh my god paul dano's riddler's like really really awful um not obviously you know his character's awful for the things that he does and i was like cool bring it on and i wasn't disappointed by that element of dark the dark stuff i thought it was quite dark but there wasn't a single moment in this film where I was like, oh, that was really dark. I'm really shocked by that. Not not once. Not not once at all. Um, but who knows, you know, if you or other people 
um, that have or haven't seen this film are going to go and watch it and there's moments that shock you, that's that's fine. Um, I kind of wanted to be a bit more shocked by this because I was so sort of like, okay, bring me a dark, brutal Batman and he, this film just didn't come across to me like that. Uh, it was grounded, gritty, realistic. Yeah, certainly. Um, they do that very well. And even within like, you know, because Gotham's kind of a character in of itself, the actual city, isn't it? And they did a good job of making Gotham feel, you know, gritty, grounded, realistic, lived in. Um, especially the way they, they use, like, shadows and the idea of, like, you know, Batman being in the shadows and stuff. Really cool. Um, there was one moment, actually, it's, um, and this ain't, this ain't a spoiler, but the first, Batman's first scene in this film, how he kind of steps out of a shadow and... He's just he just had this presence and I was like whoa <laughs> but I kind of wanted to feel like that cuz you know he is the the dark knight in the shadows isn't he you know prowling the streets of Gotham looking for the looking for the bad guys that's that's Batman isn't it really um Superman I've always kind of said this about the two and this is what I like between the difference of Batman and Superman Superman's like the public symbol of hope the public figure that like people go up and talk to and he's got his face out there and everything like that um whereas batman's sort of like hiding from certain things and he's in the shadows and things but i I like seeing both different elements for those characters so anyway that's my spoiler free stuff got some things to get into in the spoiler section um but yeah let's do some housekeeping first we'll do housekeeping first and then i'll give you a spoiler warning and then i'll get into said spoilers so don't go anywhere yet and i'll see you in a minute Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well 
Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, let's get into what else we've been doing on Entertainment Talk. Uh, so yesterday, kind of unplanned out of nowhere, but an, an episode that I'd been wanting to do for a bit, I decided to have a bit of a rant about YouTube because on a viewer side of things, YouTube doesn't really work the way it's supposed to. I pointed out various different features, different problems, um, mainly related to the way video content is given to you. Um, but you can listen to that if you want to hear me talk about YouTube and stuff and, and problems that YouTube has got. Other people have said similar things as well, but these problems on YouTube that I mentioned have been going on for years, really. So, there's that episode. Um, over on the Walking Dead podcast, we're up to season 11. Excuse me, episode 10. So, we've got about six episodes left for the uh, B side of season 11. So, uh, of course, the second of three parts. Uh, did a podcast as well called First ASMR Attempt. Um, I was asked by a few people if I would consider doing ASMR. It's a, um art form that I have a lot of respect for and a lot of appreciation for. Um, and a lot of people told me I had a kind of a calm voice. Um, not on the YouTube episode, but on um, but on, on different episodes. And some people have said, like, hey, you seem to really be passionate about ASMR and you seem to really enjoy it, so would you consider doing it? So I thought, why not try it? I know things that different things that work within ASMR so I thought I'd give it a try maybe I'll never do it again but I'm glad I at least attempted it so you can go and listen to that if you want to over on the chat podcast which is covering February of 2022 talking about how entertainment talks month went for the month of February and I also gave my thoughts on the situation the unfortunate situation in Ukraine currently at the moment I uh, did another why you should watch podcast it's a spoiler free recommendation review podcast uh, and it's for euphoria which is a big show but not everybody watches it so I wanted to both have an opportunity to talk about euphoria and why it's so good and more specifically why you should watch euphoria I talked about what platforms it's on who's in it what it's about etc etc so there's that one uh, switching over to the other side of uh, comic book films uh doctor strange is going to be out soon so i did a preview podcast which is speculation about who might show up um talking about the story who might be in it as well so obviously you know wanda and doctor strange all those kind of characters as well as maybe some others so I did a preview podcast on uh, my thoughts and expectations for doctor strange and the multiverse of madness uh, over on the Gaming Talk podcast, we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, the game which underperformed, uh, the game that was released last year. Uh, we talked about Call of Duty skipping 2023, which is the first time in 19 years or so that that's happened. And an update with Sifu as well, which is a new fighting game that's come out. Over on the United cast, it's been a while uh, over on there. Um, the last result was a nil-nil draw at home to Watford, so my podcast for that. Of course, we do play against Manchester City, big Manchester derby on Sunday you can have a look out for that review as well speaking of Uncharted which I kind of mentioned a bit earlier I did see Uncharted last week which I regret doing um, and I gave that a skip rating that's an entirely spoiler spoiler free review because there's not really any spoilers to talk about anyway in that film but uh, did a skip review for Uncharted which is of course the adaption of the PlayStation video game series and that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org you can find us as well on your favourite podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. Alright, going to get into spoilers now for the Batman. So if you've not seen this film, 
I'd still recommend that you do it. I liked the film, as I said. I liked it and recommend it. Didn't love it, but I've already discussed all of that. Uh, so, if you're going to see it now, or tomorrow, or whenever, um, stop the podcast now. I'm going to get into spoilers. So, you can either pause the episode, switch it off, check out other episodes that we've done, go and see the film, and come back to this point in the episode, because uh, I'm going to get into spoilers now. Um, so, uh, yeah, as I said, the detective stuff was a bit slow, um, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, a few too many sort of, both kind of combinations of, oh, another victim, oh, another victim, another victim. And scene after scene after scene of letters to the Batman, letters to the Batman, and... It's it's both a combination, I think, of too many of those scenes and those scenes being slightly too long. But then the later ones, so like the carpet scene and the um, kind of one of the detective scenes when um, Jim and Batman are talking to Penguin. And he's saying, Penguin's saying like, you didn't get your Spanish right or something and this is the clue and not this thing. Those were some of the better ones. Um, I mean, it was a good way to introduce, like... Because obviously you've had different iterations of Batman. And within different iterations of Batman, you sort of had, like... Either the police are unsure of him, or of Batman. Or they actively don't want Batman working with the police. Because obviously he's a vigilante. And this was a good kind of combination... Of both things. Which was sort of. They are unsure of him. And there's a couple of police officers that are like. We shouldn't really have him here. Uh, and then Jim's trying to like stick up for him. Obviously that made for some great scenes. Between Jeffrey Wright and uh, Robert Pattinson. Um, so they did a good job. With parts of those scenes. I just thought they were too long. And there were too many of them. In in certain iterations. In, in certain parts. Um, and some of them did the same, some of those scenes did the same kind of stuff, where it was just, oh, another victim, but then later on you had, like, what does this clue mean, and then, like, oh, let me, you know, pull up the carpet, so different things were kind of happening, um, because from what I could understand with Batman's method was, because the the police were kind of the ones that were walking around using the, you know, their torches and looking for stuff, I sort of, I I understood kind of because Batman's method was kind of I'm gonna stand here and with my eyes well quite quite literally scan a bunch of stuff because obviously he's got the um the contact lenses thing which was cool that was quite cool uh but he wasn't he just wasn't really like active and for this being a Batman film. It just didn't quite... That just didn't quite work at certain points for me. Maybe it's just a case where I'm not used to seeing Batman be... The specific detective within live action films. Because it's not happened in a live action film before. Not to this extent anyway. With the detective stuff. Uh, But it was... It was about a 50-50 for me. Some of it worked. Some of it didn't. But overall I thought that stuff was too slow paced. And... Too many of those kinds of scenes um i also kind of thought that the 
there's certain scenes that contain um, the detective stuff that were in the trailers that I felt like was ruined by the trailers as well. For example, um, the detective scene, which it wasn't like a house search specific thing, was when um, there was a person's funeral and the car crashed in there. And if you remember from the trailer, you know that there's an explosion that happens in that scene. And it's not that I'd expected that guy to survive because of, he's got that thing around his neck and he's been asked, like, was it three riddles, two minutes, whatever it was. You kind of know, okay, there's clearly an explosive device around his neck. And we know that there's an explosion in that scene because we saw it in the trailer. And, yeah, I know certain things within trailers can be taken out of context, but we literally saw the same setting with the car in the same thing. And Batman being blown backwards at one point and being kind of half knocked out. Well, he does get knocked out, doesn't he? And it was like, oh, I know this guy's gonna. Well, I, know, I don't know whether he's gonna survive or not, but I know that there's gonna be an explosion. And given that the thing is around his neck, I don't see how you do this scene and, you know, <laughs> not have that thing explode this guy. So that was kind of a bit ruined, I thought. Um. So that was alright, I, I, I guess. Uh, didn't really kind of work. Um, and I know that because we had, what, three trailers in total? Um, and it's just kind of that thing of, like, a scene was building up to something interesting. And you're like, oh, yeah, this thing's about to happen in a minute because it happened in the trailer. And it was sort of, uh, that annoyed me a bit. I mean, I know some people say, like, oh, you know, if you don't watch the trailers, you don't get surprised by things. But trailers give you a feel of what the film's going to be like. And most people watch those for those reasons, I, I guess. Um, but I didn't go and watch, like, all the clips and things. Cause I, I know the funeral clip itself was released online. I don't know if that clip had the actual explosion in that. Because that would have that would have spoiled that entire scene, basically. So does that. Um, I want to talk about um, Alfred for a minute as well. I thought his character was really wasted in this film. Now, what I didn't want to do was, in the spoiler section, say, oh, Alfred was really wasted in this film. Because that kind of would indicate that he gets killed. Obviously, he doesn't. Um, but I both thought Andy Serkis' performance was okay. His character... Um, the iteration of that character wasn't great. But... Because you get the let the letter scene like Batman's panicking and he's on the phone to whoever it was, and like he's getting angry and he's trying to drive back to was it Wayne Tower, Wayne Manor, whatever it was, um, and you can just tell that something's been set up for that letter. And I was like, if they kill Alfred in this scene, I won't like rage or whatever, but that'll be a big waste of the character. But Kind of a bit of a strange choice to have Alfred get injured, what, halfway through this film? And then just be in a hospital bed for basically the rest of the film. A uh, bit of a strange... Like, that That just didn't... Alfred just didn't work in this film, for, for me. Um, but that was kind of frustrating as well. Um, what else happened? Carmine Falcone did get shot. And when that happened, I had no emotion at all. Uh, it was interesting of, like... Who shot him I suppose. And then as soon as you, you realise shortly after. Oh it was the Riddler. Obviously so. That was kind of interesting. 
Um, what else happened in this film, like, spoiler-specific-wise? Uh, some of the Batman fight scenes were quite cool. I did like the opening, actually. With, because I did say I liked the first half an hour. And then, you know, whatever. Um, but the whole scene of, like... Again, this is this is the Batman in the shadow stuff that I was talking about that I really, really like. And, and was used really well with the opening. So you get the bat signal that's shined in the sky. And you see these little montages of all these criminals. Like, one's trying to rob a store. One's trying to do graffiti. There's a group of people trying to beat this one guy up. Uh, and there's some other ones doing something as well. And they don't even see Batman. They see the bat signal. And they know that it's the night time. So the bat is out somewhere. And I suppose it's that boogeyman Michael Myers type of effect of like, you know he's probably somewhere. You can't see him. So he's not right next to you. He could be behind you, obviously, because Batman hides himself well. But the fear that that struck into those criminals I thought was really, really good. Um, And we've had, obviously, elements of that in previous films where it's kind of like, you know, Batman... Because that's Batman's whole kind of thing. Is striking fear into the enemy. Right. Um, And. It certainly worked in that opening. It certainly worked in that opening. Definitely. Um, Because you can tell. The way that they're frantically looking around. Is like. Oh Batman's like. Batman's been called. The boogeyman. To them obviously. The boogeyman. Because. You know. They're the. The uh, criminals of the city. Uh, the Batman has been called. He's in the shadows lurking somewhere. He might be on a rooftop watching you. He might be in an alley somewhere watching you. Um, he might be watching you from somewhere. And this is a big city. And yeah, that was that was really, really interesting. And then the scene, what I talked about in the spoiler-free section. That scene of so Batman's first actual appearance, which is him... Walking out the shadows. You hear the thuds of the boots. Um, That was brilliant. That was really really brilliant. That was where I was like oh god. (laughs) Um, Yeah and then that's where you get the. Who who the hell are you supposed to be. I'm vengeance scene. Which was was really really good as well. So I liked all that stuff. That was all very very good. Um, And obviously you got that one guy. Who clearly didn't want to be within that group. Um. I think that's the same actor who played one of the Robins. I can't remember which one in Titans. Uh, I don't think that means it's got a crossover with Titans. I would find that very unlikely, but it's probably just the same actor. Because um, I don't think he's about. I don't think he's going to show up in the Batman Two as Robin or something. They're obviously going to leave that to uh, his deal in Titans. Um, so that was really, really good. Speaking of Robins, I had a little thought during this film. Um, and this film does try to set up a few things, which I'll, I'll now that I'm on the subject, I'll talk about that now. So there's obviously this um, orphan type kid, and his dad is one of the corrupt politicians, I think. I think he's the one that died at the start, isn't he? Uh, when Riddler was taking care of that guy, um, and the that that was I was actually the most effective Bruce Wayne content in this. Which is he's looking at this kid, and yeah, his dad was a crap politician, and da 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 da, whatever. But he knows what that kid's going through because he's been through the same thing of like him losing his his dad, uh, you know, parents and whatnot. Um, and he probably sees himself in that kid. I don't remember if they named that that particular kid, but um, that that was really really good actually because 
this Bruce Wayne is very kind of emotionally damaged. He's a bit kind of subtle. He's not really quite out there with his, you know, he doesn't say much to people. Um, doesn't even really say much, much to Alfred. He's kind of, he kind of just wants to be left alone, Bruce Wayne, in this film. And I understood that from the character uh, point. But, yeah, he probably saw himself in that kid and thought, like, because when that car first drives in, he runs straight over to him and makes sure that kid's um, safe. And I just wondered if they were nodding towards, because when they're in the, because he sees him twice, doesn't he? There's once in the, um, the actual crime scene and he looks i think the kid's sitting in his room on his bed and he he gives him a long long stare and um yeah i think that was a very much a two-way thing where the kid was probably like i may be inspired by you and also obviously batman looking at that kid and seeing himself there as well like i'd mentioned um, so that was great. That was really, really good. But I, straight away I thought like, okay, so you've got like Robin, Batgirl, who are characters that are sort of, I think it's part of Batwoman's backstory as well. Can't quite remember how um, they basically are inspired by Batman and they try to become the characters that that they do. So I wondered if they were trying to set up some sort of future Robin with, with that kid. Obviously it's quite early to do that yet because we just had the reboot of like a year two Batman so you don't really want to go introducing Robin just yet but uh, you could do something potentially there in the future speaking of setting things up let's talk about the Joker shall we um, now there was a lot of rumours actually that I think his name's Barry Coogan who is the guy that played Druick in Eternals, which I love that film, and it was not nothing was ever confirmed or announced, and I don't know if that was him because you didn't get to see his face. I couldn't obviously tell from the laugh and the dialogue, but yeah, once obviously Riddler gets put in prison, um, says about you know Riddle, so and so, whatever, and then they one of them says friends. I can't remember what the riddle was, but it ended up being friends, and and then you get the cackling, laughing, the the Joker type of laughing, which I thought was was pretty good, pretty good laughing. And I'll just say it's better than Jared Leto's laughing because, yeah, um, <laughs> I really don't like Jared Leto's Joker like at all. I think he's really awful. Um, but no, that was cool. That that made me smile actually because I love the Joker. Obviously, he's batman's biggest and best villain really um that was really really cool that's definitely set up for i think you probably would do joker in the third film um because obviously at some point one or both of those characters are probably going to break out of arkham asylum was it Arkham Asylum that they were put into what cell were they actually put into they'll break out of their cell probably at some point whether that's the joker and or the riddler like Riddler's Return or something. Because um, one of them says... I think Joker... He's not confirmed as Joker. But come on. It's clearly supposed to be him. Um, is that... Oh, nothing's better than like a comeback story. Uh, so that's obviously them trying to say... You know, Riddler's going to come back. Which, if you bring Paul Dano's Riddler back... Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm up for seeing more of that. Um, don't really ever care to see Penguin again. But that's just my, my personal preference. Uh, so I, I really thought that was pretty good because 
how many Batman films can you really do without the Joker? I mean, they're the they're the best of what's the phrase? Is it best of enemies or something? Like they kind of need each other, you know. They're they're sort of like they are good enemies because there's almost like this friendship thing between Batman and Joker. But they're like the best of enemies, aren't they? I suppose you can't really say best of friends, but yeah. So that was cool. Uh, so that was good. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Carmine Falcone died. Talked about that. Talked about the detective stuff. The action, really, really good, I thought. Um, what I kind of liked about the action as well is... And I'll, I want to get into the, the wingsuit stuff. So I guess I'll do a Batman-focused bit now. So this is a Batman that, like... Okay, in a lot of scenes showed his like power, obviously, with the I'm Vengeance opening. But he gets shot a few times. Obviously, he's got bulletproof armor on. Uh, which is cool. He does get kind of blown back by that shotgun at one point. I thought that was effective. But, you know, he can kind of take on like one or two people at a time. But when he does get a little bit overwhelmed, people are kind of knocking some punches in. You know, knocking him about a little bit. And it does make a certain amount of sense that that would still happen. You could clearly tell by, in certain parts of the detective work. So such as penguins like, hey, you missed a translation kind of thing. Um... That type of stuff. And then we have like Batman trying to get away from certain things. Like run away from certain scenes. Or his fighting scenes. You can tell us a Batman that like. Okay you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him obviously. But he's not in his prime. Because obviously he's in year two. So I thought that was an interesting angle. Again to take with the character. Having said that. I really do not like the wingsuit. I really really don't like that at all. I... That was one of my least favourite scenes of the whole film. Because there's a sequence where... Um, I think it's after he w- yeah, it's after he wakes up from that explosion. And he has to sort of fake punch Jim Gordon and run off. And, you know, grapple to the top. I was like, oh, Batman gliding scene. I love seeing Batman glide. It's really cool. And then he's like unzipping his jacket or whatever the hell he's... D- I don't know what he was doing. And then like gets this wingsuit out. And I was like, oh, he he has a wingsuit. And then straight away I thought, okay, maybe he's not learned to glide yet with his... Because he's got a cape on. But maybe he's not learned to glide with it yet. And then he starts gliding. You see a bit of like POV type of shot, which I thought was cool. And then you see, for some reason, a close-up camera of his face. And then a part that actually genuinely annoyed me a bit was... So he sees this bus. He tries to land on top of this bus. And the bus is going underneath this bridge. And he can't quite... He can't quite fit under it. He sort of crashes into the the thing. And just as he's going to do that... He attempts to get a parachute out. And then he crashes into the bus slash bridge. Like the in-between part. And then I think his whole cape and everything, like, like a, 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 he's got like a capeless Batman suit, like the parachute gets taken off of his back and everything, like it completely comes off. And he starts tumbling down the street. I understand why the scene is there, but I don't like, I didn't like that scene at all. Um, like wingsuit, I can, okay, like, you know, year two kind of stuff. But then again, you've been Batman for two years and you're not gliding yet. Is that is that a normal thing? Um, 
but the, the parachute, I was like, really? Batman with a parachute? <laughs> That's, uh, never quite thought I'd see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I just, I didn't like that. Hopefully that's the only time that we see that. Um, depends on how many years he's been doing Batman in the second film that's going to come out. But I didn't like that. Didn't really like that at all. Another aspect I didn't like. I don't really like that Batmobile, that Batmobile very much. Again, it's a year two kind of thing of like, instead of him building a Batmobile, it's a car with accessories. It's a car with a big engine on the back which is armoured up uh, so that was fine I, I thought um, I, I didn't really like it um, I thought the scene of him um, chasing down Penguin was cool and he's like I got you I got you and then it's like nope no you didn't you didn't get Batman he's gonna gl- drive through the flames and crashed your car over so he's got you um that was good again we saw it in the trailer though so <laughs> yeah uh what else um Catwoman yeah really really liked um Zoe Kravitz's version of the character thought she was she was brilliant um her plot was more tied into what Batman was doing which is most of the stuff I've already discussed I thought the um safe scene with her was was quite good. She's trying to crack the safe. Well, she does actually open it, doesn't she? And then Batman shows up and he's like, "Oh, you're pretty good at that." And then they have a little fight with each other. Um, I do really like the back and forth. Not not the back and forth. Sorry, the will they won't know they have Catwoman and Batman. I love the history of of that, and they do obviously kiss at one point, which is which is nice. Uh, and you get the little glimpse at the end when she she says, "Did she say she was going to Bloodhaven?" By the way, I think she did, didn't she? Which is where Nightwing operates, if I'm not mistaken. So, interesting little name drop there. Because uh, she could have just said, I'm going off to my city or something to help someone. But no, she specifically mentioned Bloodhaven. I'm pretty sure she did anyway. And I'm pretty sure that's where Nightwing, Dick Grace and Nightwing operates. So, hmm. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, there's even a look between, like, because she drives off to the left at one point he goes to the right they're both on their bikes and he sort of looks back at her so a bit of chemistry building definitely well the chemistry has been kind of built they kiss each other um so that was that was really really good as well so yeah yeah that's kind of it that's the batman um i i think we all got well i say all of us i think my expectations were a bit too high going into this um it was good, like I said. I don't skip good film. I will see the other two films because I think those will be good, at least as well. I think some of my, some of the issues I've got with this film can easily be sorted in a second film, uh, such as pacing. You know, a few too many detective scenes. What I sort of mentioned earlier, you can. You can either have slightly less of them or make them better. Make them more interesting. Um, so you can do that. Uh, you don't really need to have Penguin come back in the, in the second film. Um, I wonder which villains they'll have for the second film. Because I think it's too early to introduce Joker just yet. Maybe they'll do that for the finale. For the third film. Uh, but I feel like Riddler will have some big involvement. But we'll we'll see what happens. So... 
there we go. Alright, that's pretty much my thoughts. I uh, can't think of any other scenes or anything else that was of note to massively mention. Um, so there we go. Anyway, those of you that have seen the film, hopefully you all have if you've listened this far. Uh, what did you think of the Batman? Of course, it's always a big you know, talking point. A reboot of Batman. Is, is the new Batman any good? Is the new actor playing Batman any good? Uh, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Did you like Robert Pattinson as Batman? Um, there's still some people being put off by the fact that he was in Twilight. Just, just let it go. Just, just let it go. He's a, he's a different actor now. He's a much, much better actor. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you thought. Uh, who, what villains would you like to see for the next films? I would very much like to see Mister Freeze, because uh, I think introducing that character, a dark version of that character, into this universe, I think would be a good idea. I have no idea who could play him, because I haven't thought about that as much yet. Um, if you've got any ideas, let me know. Uh, so as I said, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, contact page, information in your show notes. There's a big email box on the website version of this, ep- of this episode, which a few of you use, which is great. You can use that as well. Uh, there's a clickable email name in your show notes, all that kind of stuff. Get involved, let me know what you think of The Batman. Um, what's the next DC film? Is it Black Adam? Black Adam and Flashes this year? Goodness me, if... <laughs> I'm so curious about The Flash. I'm so, so curious about that film. Uh, Black Adam, I think, is... No, Aquaman Aquaman and Black Adam are this year, aren't they? Yes, Black uh, Aquaman is in December. Black Adam is summer sometime, I think. Um, next comic book film we've got, though, is... Uh, I almost said Dark Knight. Moon Knight is what I meant to say. Um, March 30th, which will be good to look forward to. Then Doctor Strange. Um... I don't think I care about Morbius, to be honest. If I hear that Morbius did something interesting, or something that I need to be aware of, I will check it out later. I'm not going to watch that on the big screen. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if Jared. We'll see if Jared Leto can do a. Cause that's Jared Leto, isn't it? We'll see if Jared Leto can do a good job in that comic book film because he ain't a good Joker. So yeah. Um, also, we're about to get our third incarnation of Joker then, aren't we? Because Joaquin Phoenix, Jared Leto, and now this other new one. So, interesting. Interesting. Alright, that's it from me. Thank you very much for listening. You can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcasts. Take a look at that. Take a look at some more things that we've done as well. TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcasts. Uh, you can either listen to more content that we've got, either on the website, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. Uh, you can tell other people that you know, because uh, I'm sure lots of you will be going out to see the Batman some point soon. So let other people know about this review and our other content. Just let them know. Social media, you can share the other podcasts around on the social media platforms. Let other people know about that. So that's good. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, add free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Um, for your TV and film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. Geektown radio episodes, which are the weekly podcast formats. Those drop on Tuesdays. Look out for those for your TV and your film news. Uh, Bex is still streaming basically daily over on Twitch. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. You can follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, for my different gaming streams and whatnot. Check that out over there. Uh, you can check out the archive streams as well on YouTube and the tons and tons of video game clips. Mostly fun, interesting COD gameplay and stuff. But uh, you can check all that out as well 
over on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.